Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Special Friday afternoon podcast with you here today. Tyler Herridge here with Kip Herridge here for today's podcast, uh, today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief market recap based on what we see in the VRA Investing System, and more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. So before we get into this, go ahead and we'll touch on a few uh, how our markets did today. After getting some great GDP numbers this morning, the first time that first quarter GDP had eclipsed uh, 3% since 2013, uh, so great day today. Um, our indexes all were able to rally into the positive on the day two here. Dow finishing up 0.31% at 26,543. The NASDAQ looked like it wasn't going to be able to rally quite like the rest of our indexes did, but finished up even better, 0.34% on the day to 8,146. The S&P 500, even better, going up the ladder here, finishing up 0.47% at 2,939. That's a new all-time high close. Uh, and lastly here, the Russell 2000, the one that we've been mentioning, needs to play some catch-up, did that today, up over 1% at 1,591. So great day overall. Kip, what did you think about today's action? Uh, I liked it a lot, Tyler, because the uh, internals continue to uh, look good. You know, we've reached extreme overbought uh, levels. We've been talking about this a lot on our podcast, and, you know, that's usually when we start to get a little nervous. Um, I mean, we, we, we timed aggressive buys just right. In December, we had a great first quarter. Uh, VRA uh, is killing it, even you know, killing the market. But when we start getting this overbought, you know, you start thinking about okay, it's maybe it's time to take some wind out of these sales, and maybe you get a three percent or four percent correction, something like that. But we're just not seeing it. The internals held up. We got what it basically climbed today, better than two to one positive. Uh, volume was uh, was highly positive. Uh, new highs, new lows, over 400 new highs to just right at about 100 new lows. So, again, 4 to 1 positive there. Again, the bright spot. Um, you know, and uh, Amazon announced earnings, and uh, there was a little bit of a, a pause. Actually, stock dropped a little bit and then finished up, what, $50 a share today, up over 2.5%. Right. We saw the same thing from Facebook and Microsoft to their earnings. Uh, when you see the largest companies in the world destroy earnings estimates and then most importantly is what happens with the action you know you want to see great news but what's the stock do because that tells you where we're headed and to see these 500 billion dollar plus companies blow away analyst estimates and then rally three five eight percent higher on the news when they're already 500 billion to trillion dollar company i mean it's almost unheard of and i don't think the media is talking about this enough because those that kind of action is not the news that matters; it's the action that matters. That kind of action in the largest companies in the world is telling you that people are way, way too pessimistic on not just the U.S. but the global economy. And like you started with today with GDP numbers, I mean, three point two percent versus the estimate of two point five percent. The U.S. is the largest economy in the world, so just like the largest companies we're talking about: Facebook, Amazon, uh, Microsoft. When the U.S. economy surprises everybody by that big a margin, I think you said it was the best first quarter since when? 2013. Best first quarter in six years. Um, and, we have, and we have sentiment where it is right now, which is yeah. the bull number went down from last week's reading, even though we got another week of gains this week. It, it really is incredible. You know, we used the AAII survey uh, 
what is that stand? Uh, my God, what does that stand for? How did I forget that? Um, I can't remember either. American. I, I just always call it AAII. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, to see it, you know, right now, only 33% of the respondents are bullish. Uh, 66% are either bearish or neutral. And to see those kind of pessimistic readings, and that's you have that's what they are. You can't see anything but they're pessimistic. Uh, when the market's at all-time highs, you know, and GDP comes in at 3.2% for the first quarter, uh, earnings, earnings, earnings are right. killing it. We, we got the uh, fresh numbers for you right now, folks, on, on earnings for – this is for the S&P 500 companies uh, uh, so far through the Q1 reports, 78%. Of uh, it, we're about, about half of all companies have reported so far. Seventy-eight percent are beating analyst estimates by over seven percent, and sixty-one percent are beating on uh, revenue, beating on revenues at about four percent. And now, I mean, again, just huge beats. Everybody said we're going to have earnings recession or an actual recession, <laughs> you know. And, and then on top of that, you know, again, something else we don't think people are talking enough about is all these share buybacks. Uh, the black, blackout period is blackout ending. periods ending now. It ends a day after a company reports their earnings, and so now that these companies have reported, guess what? That's more fuel for the fire. Um, more buyers to take this market even higher. Which, as you can tell, you know, folks, if you're listening, we are very, very bullish. Right, and like you said, we've only seen fifty percent of companies report earnings so far. So that share buyback system is going to start happening within the next few weeks, and then That's next right. week. We've got another huge week of earnings coming up. Starting it off big on Monday, we've got Spotify, Alphabet, Check, and then later in the week, AMD, McDonald's, Pfizer, GM, uh, I mean a number of other companies here, CVS, Square, uh, ADP, um, so Under Armour, Gilead. I mean, that's, I'm just naming a few here. I mean, yeah. this is only a, a portion of what all we have yet yeah, to come. We're in, so. we're in the hot and heavy part of the of earnings releases right now. Yeah. And uh, we see no reason to see anything other than continued surprises to the upside. Um, I mean, the question really I'm thinking about now is, if we came in at 3.2% GDP in the first quarter, the, the, the weakest quarter of the year, uh, year is always the first quarter, where are we going to end up this year? I mean, is there an outside chance that we do 4% for the full year? And I have to think there is, because again, and this is something we've been talking about here for a long time, we get tend to get pretty myopic, and we just talk about the U.S. markets and U.S. stocks and all that. But look what's happening in the global markets. I mean, the best performing market of the year so far is not the U.S. It's China. Right. You know, Shanghai is up thirty percent for the year. Uh, we're at seventeen percent. So you're seeing the global economy bounce back, and that's again that's nationalism taking over globalism. This is a big, big, big macro point that we've been making for some time. And we just hear nobody talking about it, and I think they're missing, really missing the boat on this. So uh, could we get to 4% GDP for the full year? Probably not. 3.5%? Yeah, probably so. And then next year, going into the election, 4% plus? Yeah. And then who wins re-election? <laughs> the man. <laughs> Trump himself. I also forgot that Apple's reporting next week, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a big that's one a there, big too. One. That's yeah. a real big one. Yeah, we got passed over that one. Also, what happened today was significant. And again, if you follow us on Twitter, or obviously if you're a subscriber, or read our blog, or our, 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 uh, our daily podcast, you already know this, but we've really been targeting uh, the Russell 2000. 
And uh, today it closed, as you said, it was the market leader today, up over a percent. Closed today at a six month high. So the high since last October. Since last October. And uh, remember, the Russell 2000 is still 7% below all time highs. So it's got a lot of catch up work to do. We think that's 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 the next big move higher because it broke out it broke out uh, over uh, a descending trend line, uh, highest close in six months. About to get a golden cross. Uh, had a golden cross today. Okay, okay. Golden cross took place today, uh, which is the fifty day crossing over the two hundred day, and uh, that's not always the most reliable signal for for indexes, but it's worked pretty well so far. Our other indexes, when they had their golden cross, they all went straight up. Right. And so we expect, as you can tell, we're, we love small caps here. And that's probably an area in the market that people right now can jump in and feel like they didn't miss the boat so much on, you know, because everything else has gone up so much. So uh, we, we, love the, we love small caps here. Um, and you want to talk a little bit about the VRE system? Yes, yes, definitely. Like we were talking about a minute ago, um, something that we were discussing here today. You know, there's so much information out there right now. And it, I read a great quote. I can't remember. I feel like it was Ray Dalio who I said think that's it. That's right. Um, you know, in the 30s and the 40s and 50s, the people who had the best success were the people who had access to the most data, the most information. Now, everybody has access to all of this information. We're flooded with it constantly. We can't make heads or tails of it. We get so much of it. So now, it's not who has the most information, but who has the best filters of that information that ultimately has the most success. We've talked about how the VRA system plays into that, and it is our filter for for all of the data that we receive out there. It is, and we keep it simple. You know, um, our VRA investing system is something that we developed over about a thirty four year period, and um, it uh, it combines a seventy percent fundamental screens, thirty percent technical, twelve screens in total, and just everything from housing to tax receipts on the fundamental side, all of the things you can imagine, the technical side. And um, it's just, it's steered us right. And it's, it's what it's usually best for is giving us new buy signals. And so we, we, watch, we have a very tight discipline with this, the VRA investing system. Right now, 10 out of 12 screens are bullish. And what, like Tyler said, what it does for us is it allows us to keep things simple. There's so much information out there, so many analytics and, you know, what was it, just a few months ago, or maybe a year ago, everybody was talking about, oh, these new robo-trading ETFs and uh, m- money management firms where everything is done uh, based on algorithms. And you don't hear the, those talks about it anymore because right. they're underperforming. That's why. Because everybody's got the same data, you know, and they're just trading against each other. Well, we again, by keeping it simple – we look at some very basic things. We're trend-following investors, number one. So we don't like to invest in anything unless it's above the 200-day moving average. That's just the bogey we use. And it works because everybody watches it, so it becomes yeah, self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling yeah. right? And, uh, and we, we start with there, and then we use our other uh, technical indicators, the ones you already probably know, like relative strength and money flow. And we look for those to, to, uh, to combine to get, paint us a really clear picture. And so when the fundamentals add up and the technicals add up, there's really only – and sentiment is the big one. That's what we really uh, uh, look for. And again, as we said a minute ago, 66% of investors right now are either neutral or bearish. We have not reached any kind of euphoria. We're not extreme overbought levels on sentiment or anything like that. So that tells us the market's going to keep going higher. 
And the final screen that we use really is, is to be candid with you, is just instinct. You, know, you, you have all this data to look at, all these things to, to, uh, to, to check out before you make a final decision. Our final decision is what, what does our experience tell us? What does 34 years of doing this uh, tell us about what's going to happen next? And you know what? We've been able to beat the S&P 500 15 out of 16 years using this approach. Uh, crushed it, uh, uh, well, pretty much every year. This but started this, this year, though, especially. This year, what, 126% outperformance this year? Yeah. So um, that's our approach, folks. And uh, Tyler, how can they get more info? Yeah, come join us at vrainsider.com. Check out the podcast link at the top or check out our two-week free trial while you're there. Uh, and sign up to receive our updates every day at the end of the close in your inbox. And uh, I guess that's it for this week. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here for Monday's close.